Aloha, Shervin here, and welcome to The Waking Hour. This is our moment in time to wake the fake up from the illusions that are holding us back from living in our full power. As Alvin Toffler said, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read or write, but those who cannot unlearn the many lies that they have been conditioned to believe and seek out the hidden knowledge that they have been conditioned to reject. I invite you all on a journey of self-exploration where together we unlock the keys to living the best life ever. All right, long overdue. Thank God you're here. You came right down the freeway from Beverly Hills to grace us in Orange County. My dear friend, dear sister, respected colleague, and someone I look up to in so many ways and has developed such a close relationship with, Dr. Valerie Cantor. Welcome to Wake the Fake Up. How are you? I'm wonderful, and it's an honor to be here. Wake the Fake Up. What a beautiful title. And I want to hear the story about how you even came across this podcast title and whole situation. Well, I mean, I would like to say wake the fuck up. Yeah, of right. <laughs> and so me and Avocado, my cousin, would use that line all the time for just speaking to people that were, you know, kind of stuck in, you know, in the zombie mode. Mm -hmm. And it became almost like our internal slogan, like wake the fake up. And it had such a visceral reaction because immediately you think it's the F word. But then from there, you like, wait, wake what's fake? What's fake inside of me? Mm -hmm. And when we were trying to come up with a name for the podcast, there's so many cool mystical names. And then it was just going to be my name, Shervin, and this and that. And I was like, wait a second, wake the fake up. This has got to be it, right? Because it hits you right from the jump start, And it's a visceral reaction. And that's really what this whole thing's all about. It's, and, and it's not supposed to be a derogatory thing, you know, judging or, you know, dismantling someone, so to speak, from a judgment perspective. But this is, you know, our uh, our ability to create informative portals mm -hmm. for people to go down and take a journey in and to explore. Now, this could be our brand of bullshit, right? But we've practiced heavy discernment with everything that we're doing here, and it's working for us. And if someone loves it, they can go and dig deeper. And that's my whole thing is, you know, try it on. If it fits, keep wearing it and then keep coming up with your own conclusions. Absolutely. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, we're all students here um, with our own spiritual curriculum. Right. And it resonates. I mean, it resonates because I think we all have that moment where we realize we just woke the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, I had tunnel vision for quite some time. And, you know, I think that was that was my journey. Yeah. But that moment comes when things shift and Maybe for some people that can be a slow, gradual thing. I think for many, it's very, very specific and intense. And it's usually some sort of life scare or health scare, you know, that drives people into this new awakening. And as a dentist, it's been very interesting because I have to and get to put myself into a situation where I'm taking care and sharing my knowledge with other people and they're looking at me for for certain answers so 
it it feels like more than just taking care of you know myself and so when i woke up it was like i was waking up for me and then everyone that comes into my field and i think that's the story for all of us but as a healthcare professional there comes a certain heaviness of mm. of having to to make sure that everyone around you is okay right and it's not so much like a forced obligation it's more of just like who you are mm -hmm. as a healer yeah. right because that's what ancient medicine was supposed to be mm -hmm. right you know you're feeling sick you're feeling a certain way you go to the healer of the village and that healer would operate on you emotionally metaphysically yeah. give you an herb you know try you know things that have been that been taught generationally and that's a beautiful um you know uh, i would say capture that you just brought to the for, you know upright yeah. for us to feel into how did but before we get into how all this happened let me just tell the audience a little bit about your background okay. let me get into the the whole thing and i'm just going to read off this so you're a third generation dentist that's incredible in itself you're a board certified endodontist you're a naturopath and you're a professor at ucla you've also transformed your practice in 2016 after a spiritual awakening and i can't wait to get into that through a heart-centered listening to yourself and your patients and the universe, you became a biodentist and initiated a revolutionary approach to dentistry, which you call integrative and regenerative endodontists. Endodontist. You use light and sound energy, oxygen, ozone ther therapy. You know everyone. I've been around ozone for almost 12, 13 years now. PEMF, which is pulse electromagnetic frequencies. Frequency-specific microcurrent acupuncture, reflexology, nutrition, and so much more. Basically, the whole caveat to holistic mm -hmm. healing. You practice in LA, and you're opening a second location in Orange County. Woo woo! Try to be closer. <laughs> way over here. Awesome. Um, you know, you've also founded. Is this uh, Comprendo Academy? The Comprendo Academy. Comprendo Academy. Yeah where you educated other practitioners who are searching for a more holistic and sustainable approach to patient care. Okay, so you know my background, mm -hmm. right? This is everything that I've stand for since I was eight, nine, 10 years young, taking a full approach to health outside of the conceptual allopathic care. Mm -hmm. Now, you being a dentist and growing up in America and going through you know, standard curriculums and then going into higher learning, you went the allopathic route for the first part of your career, which obviously served its purpose, of course. right? Yeah. Not only did it give you the credentials to be able to do what you're doing in this country, mm -hmm. but also at the same time, you were able to see that end of it and really feel into it. Really feel into it. Like deeply, right? Deep. I mean, so tell you, me what happened. Yeah, you you yeah. become that and you believe what you learn in school wholeheartedly because there's something inside of you to want to go and take care and be working inside people's mouths. I mean, it, it takes a special for my patient said this to me they, when we finished our, you know, three and a half hour procedure. She goes, it really takes a special person to do what you just did. Yeah. And I'm like, it takes a special person to work next side of me. And I pointed to my amazing assistant and to be able to sit here and go through these procedures, you know, you have to take control and own up to your health and give yourself the gift of, of that care and seeking out proper, proper care. But going back to, you know, 
my schooling and I'm so grateful and beyond, but even just jumping from dental school to my residency, which is a 27 month program, I dove right in. Some people go and practice for a year, two years, 10 years, and then they decide, oh, I really love this part of dentistry. I'm going to specialize. Um, but for me, I just knew the second I looked under a microscope, I was like, I'm that nerd that is loving this moment. Like histology, I was just obsessed with it. Everyone disliked the class. It was stressful. It was hard. I, I loved it. And so when- Have you always been that way? You were into the microbiology well, and the I science? I didn't really realize it. And you know, I didn't dive so deep into microbiology. Like I remember I have like, I remember being in a college student and like, you know, microbiology lab and having fun, but never so deep. But like, it was something about the microscope. I enjoyed looking at the microscopic. And so when I realized that this is a huge part of, of this specialty in dentistry, it just immediately connected with me. I was meant to be an endodontist. And everyone in my class, my other 79 dental students, were looking at me like, crazy. Like, why do you want to do root canal therapy? Not because they thought there was anything wrong with it, but because it's fucking hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> and like, eventually you really can- A lot of room for error. I mean, there's room for error in medicine and in dentistry. I mean, a, a, a psychiatrist was in my chair today and she said, you know, going and getting surgery or, or, or any sort of medical treatment can be a major risk. I mean, it's, it's one of the major reasons why people die in the United States every year. Yeah. And so there is a lot of damage and possibly unnecessary damage that's being you know, performed on people's mouths. Right. And so uh, definitely conservative approaches are are where it's at. And when I was going through dental school, I mean, the preparations that you were taught to do on teeth, meaning how you, the shape that you drill on the teeth to be able to place an amalgam filling, which was part of our board exam. We, I mean, just in 2008 is when I graduated and we had to place an amalgam filling to pass, wow. to be able to become a dentist. Wow. And so, I mean, and just the way that you have to do it, you have to actually weaken the tooth. So when you when you place amalgam into a tooth, it's like a soft material. The metal hasn't hasn't formed all the way yet. All the reactions haven't happened. So what you do is you drill a shape in the tooth that's like this. So it's in, in an, an inverted structure. So then when you pack the soft metal down and then it sets, it's locked in place. It can't come out. Yeah. Problem is it expands slightly. So you get and it little, weakens the tooth. You get little fractures, fractures in yeah. the tooth. And then people are chewing and grinding on it for 10, 20 years. Just structurally, it's a problem. And as an endodontist, I one of the main things that I treat are cracked teeth. Now, how would you know if you had a cracked tooth from pain to biting? So when you bite down on something and then you release, if you have shooting pain, you know, sometimes we've experienced this, that can mean that there's a crack running into the nerve. And so it's like this, your part of your tooth is like, part of your tooth is like shifting. Wow. And and the nerve tissue is just getting signaled. Okay, yeah. so so that's what's going on. And, and we put so much force on our teeth. These beautiful masseter muscles put a lot of force on those yeah. teeth. And so if you have pain to chewing or specifically release, you may have a cracked tooth. And I see them under amalgam restorations all the time like almost every amalgam restoration i remove you see a crack running straight down the tooth that is a source for bacteria well where do the bacteria come from well when they're placing the amalgam fillings there's tons of bacteria in our mouth right and why we can be in in harmony and synergy with those bacteria 
if you have you know a balanced microbiome when they find an, an area without oxygen and they're they're trapped in a crack of a tooth this can cause a major problem. They start to change and transform. Quorum sensing is going on. They're mm -hmm. talking to each other. They become more of an anaerobic pathological family of bugs. Yep. Next thing you know, they're seeping through the tiny, tiny hundreds of thousands of tubules that enter directly into the nerve and start a chronic inflammatory process. Yep. This can be a, a quiet or a chronic um, process, or it can be a, an acute uh, process. The difference would be chronic. You may not even know it's happening. Right. Slowly your tooth is dying and it may not be detected on a x-ray image for years, before, even though it's already there. It takes years sometimes to show up in a normal two-dimensional x-ray image. So I want to I get into the importance of all this because everyone listening right now, I'm sure they have fillings, they've had cavities, they have root canals, they've had their wisdom teeth yanked. They've all gone down, you know, the standard operating procedure mm -hmm. of American dentistry, okay. right, for the most part. And they think that maybe their, you know, oil pooling is saving them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's so much going on. Yeah. So how, how did I you, love that you? I love that you said it like that. Yeah. Because there's not a cure-all. Right. It, there's steps and there's certain things that you need to do at home. And we all can take care of our mouths. And we'll talk about that later throughout the it's a it's a process mm -hmm. and it's a never ending process. Just like, you know, chop wood, carry water, mm -hmm. discover enlightenment. What do you do? You chop wood and you carry water, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's finding consistency and balancing. There's no end point to this, right? It's just keeping it in balance, similar like the microbiome. Mm -hmm. Although the mouth and the microbiome of the gut are completely directly yeah. related. Yeah. So you went through this, you graduated in two thousand eight. And then instead of going into practice, you went into further education and higher Thanks learning. Thanks for bringing me back to it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I decided to go into the endodontic residency. I absolutely loved it. And um, as I, within a week or two of, of practicing, I realized I was like, oh my gosh, thank God I'm not out practicing dentistry right now. Because I learned so much just in that first two weeks of postgraduate education, it kind of it made me a little bit worried for everyone, for else. everyone else. Just, hey, you're on your own. Get out there and start and start working. And it is a learning process. And I'd like to bring that to everyone's attention is that your dentist and your doctor, they're just another human. And they went to school to learn how to do something because something inside of them, you know, wanted to be able to help people. It You have to love helping people to be in this profession. Yeah. So I think throughout the process, people get misguided. And why is that? It's because education universities are and, and books and all of these things. There's a lot of big money and big industry behind the information that gets filtered into the school system. Yeah. I, th I think we all are very well aware of that. Absolutely. And so there's a bit of a tunnel vision and you really don't know anything else because you're so overwhelmed with the amount of information you're learning. It's so new to learn these fine details right. of anything. And so you're just you know, engulfed in this information. And so you get out and you're like, of course I believe everything that I just learned. And it- You're not encouraged to go outside of no. that curriculum, just like any other forced indoctrination, right? Exactly. That's the system. We have old timers that have created a legacy system and that legacy system is gonna keep on going hella high water, right? Yep, and, 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 and yeah. when there is even, it, it's interesting, cause I, I'll never forget, my, one of my first classes in my residency program was classic literature. And what we read in classic literature was studies that came out of the 50s, 60s, 70s on bacteriology, endodontics, et cetera. And one of the key points that they made sure that they drove home is there is no such thing as the focal infection theory. 
Interesting. Interesting. They actually drove that in? Oh, from the beginning. They said, this is actually false. And and Can you tell everyone what that is real quick? Because most people have no idea what yeah, that is. Yeah, there was a lot of studies done in the 50s and 60s. Weston Price yeah. had an, just the, an incredible dentist, an incredible mind who really committed his life to research. Yeah. And he basically figured out through testing with animals and through looking at infected teeth that infections in the mouth can cause infections in other parts of the Pathologies. body. Pathologies. Yes. And he was yeah. able to duplicate that by he he studied rabbits and he would take a tooth that had an infection on it and the rabbit was suffering from some sort of pathology or disease. Yeah. And then he would or sorry, in a human, and he would take that tooth from the human that was suffering from diabetes or whatever it was, and he would implant the tooth into the rabbit, and he was able, in many, many cases, able to duplicate that exact disease. And the reason is because certain bacteria are causing certain types of pathologies in our body. Right, it's standard, like necrotic tissues, where there's where it becomes a disease state, are they run rampart across the board? These mm -hmm. are the same microbes and yep. same bacteria, and these are the same things that are causing disease to the heart, that are causing cancers, that are causing lymphomas, diabetes, on and on and on. It's very interesting. And what's interesting, the most interesting to me, and and why it's just I, I, my place is to be a bridge between integrative and holistic medicine and mainstream medicine, and I I found myself here because when I was at the holistic meetings, like people almost fell out of their chair when I introduced myself as an endodontist. They're like, endodontists don't come to these meetings because it seems counterintuitive. It's like, why would you be here? We're talking about the problems with root canal treatments. And I'm like, I'm talking about the problem with root canal treatments. I'm the one that's in there having to deal with this. So there's that big a of a there's that big of a it's disconnect. A huge disconnect. Is it ego or is it real confusion? I think on the mainstream side, it's a lot of ego. Yeah. And I think on the holistic and integrative side, it's um, the heart. Like the heart behind it is there, but I think there's a lot of confusion as well. So it's like explain what endodontist is. So, endo, so people understands what what that yeah. is. Endo means inside mm -hmm. and dancha means the tooth. So I do you know micro neurovascular surgery basically. Like I work in tiny tiny areas inside the teeth. Uh, that can be anything that involves the nerve is what I call like regenerative endodontics, any filling that you do because when you drill on a tooth, you are exposing thousands and thousands of nerve endings. And when you use a drill and you've got water and air blasting at the tooth, I mean, those nerve endings are just getting sucked back totally. in and then an inflammatory process is starting. Yeah. And it's just, there's so it's many trauma. factors. It is major trauma. Yeah. And so it's really like, oh, I'm just getting a filling. It's like, this is a huge deal. So we need to be really conservative every time we touch a tooth. And we'll talk a lot about today about some of the other options like laser dentistry, which is incredible. And it's less so and invasive, safe. right? Less That's invasive. The, one of the main things. Not, yeah on so many levels yeah. because the light energy is so healing yeah. and it's also disinfecting and you're not actually taking anything to, to touch the tooth. No you blunt don't even object. have to touch the tooth. Yeah. You're literally back off the tooth and the light energy is doing the work. And so it's just completely changed my practice in dentistry and I'm able to save so many teeth that way and do many other things. This is incredible. Okay, so <laughs> there's so many directions here. As I know, you, I know. Everyone listening knows that I just got back from cavitation surgery. Mm -hmm. And um, there's there's so many directions. Let's let's start a little bit with fluoride. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's just get that one out of the way. Okay, well, okay. perfect. Because 
it really ties back into the tunnel vision and and me graduating and and doing my thing. I mean, I was I went through my endodontic program. I was out at an insurance based practice, just cranking out root canal treatments. You know, eight ten a day. Wow! And were you doing standard operating procedure root I was canals? Using, I I did what I thought was the best possible root canal treatment you could do using a, a microscope, yeah. which is absolutely critical. Using a dental dam. Number two, absolutely critical. Yeah. And also then using some special equipment to create agitation and solutions. But I was using sonic and ultrasonic tools at this point, which okay. is somewhat helpful, but nothing really, nothing to the level of what I'm doing now and what's actually necessary now that I can see the other side of things. This was the beginning stages. This was the beginning. And so okay. I'm doing my thing. Were you diagnosing the root canals as well or were standard, yes. were regular dentists coming and offering and referring them to you? They don't know what's the problem. There's pain, something going on send them over to me. So I had to figure out what's a headache, you know, what's a toothache. And for sure, this is where it gets into like iatrogenic problems in medicine yeah. and dentistry. Yeah. There's a lot of root canal treatments being done that don't need to be done. Right. They can be, be coming from uh, facial pain, muscle pain, sympathetic from stress, from the bite. There's so many things. How do they diagnose this? I mean, essentially it's an infected tooth that's made its way to the gum and they feel like they can't save the tooth. It's more cavity that in yeah. the tooth than it can support. Well, there's, a, there's two parts of the diagnosis. There's clinical and there's the radiographic part okay. of the diagnosis. Yep. So you do some testing. You, you you kind of put different types of pressure on the tooth. You you test it with different temperatures. And when you do that, you get a relative response. And so I always compare it to other teeth that appear healthy in so the mouth. So there's baselines yeah, that so you, you can take that. you create a baseline yep. and then you say, how how's this tooth feeling? And so it's a little bit of you know subjective and objective because I'm sitting there kind of observing and I can see you flinch and I see how your body reacts when I test a certain tooth. Uh, then there's also the radiographic findings. So sometimes you can have one obvious sign on this side, but nothing on this. So wow. a clinical exam may say, you know, this tooth is symptomatic. It needs a root canal treatment or it needs a filling, whatever it is. And then on the radiograph, it's like, oh, I don't even actually see anything. And so you really need both. And that's why I have patients calling now trying to get me to diagnose over just looking at an x-ray image. And I'm like, sorry, I need, there's two parts to this story. Yeah, yeah. And so you go through your process and you decide, is this something that is reversible? Meaning, can we save the nerve of this tooth? doing certain regenerative which is procedures, important, right? which is the most important. Right. Okay. Or is it past the point of, is it irreversible or is it already gone? Is it necrotic? So you're, so you're banging out root canals left so and right. I'm doing, thank you for just <laughs> reeling me back in. So doing that, just working my butt off. Okay. Yeah. But something had to shift and I, I was like, just happy. I was working, work hard, play hard, no bigger picture. Literally, like it's so crazy to look back at myself yeah. at this point. Turning and burning. And all of a sudden, I just had a moment, a moment in time, and I just woke up. It was, it's so huh. insanity. Was it one patient? Was no, it something I wasn't you even watched? Working. I was out having fun. I okay. was out having fun and just connecting with the right people. And just in that moment, just realized, holy shit, I am supposed to be doing something so much more important. To me, I don't even know what it is. Huh. I didn't know what it was, but I knew. So I I almost left and joined the Peace Corps, and thank God I didn't do that. Wow. I mean, I so you I got just, the call. I got the call. You got the call. I got the call. Fire under my ass, but literally don't know what direction to go. So, but but the universe and and God, of course, just provided immediately. Um, I 
started meeting some more people. Next thing you know, we have a meditation group. Um, this is where I met a lot of very key people in my life. We took a trip up to Ojai. We went to Ojai to this bookstore, which I recently visited just for, wow, like this was where it all started. <laughs> this is where I it's woke still, the fuck up. There. This is where I woke the fuck up. Yeah, it's yeah, still there. Yeah. And I grabbed this book off the shelf called um, Science and Spirituality. Huh. Okay. And so I was like, ooh, this is perfect. Like, this is me. I'm somewhere in the middle of this. I'm bridging this gap. And so I'm reading the book and I find this chapter on fluoride. I'm literally blown away. Like, I have no idea, never heard this information before. You and had no idea had no about clue. fluoride. Well, I you... knew about it, all the benefits of it from dental school. You had I, never heard. I knew that it's it prevented cavities and that, thank God, we put it in the water. This is this is my mind, wow. my mindset at this point. I learned this when I was nine. <laughs> it's like, just different, yeah, different well, parallels. I grew up, my dad's a dentist. Yeah, so no, I get, like, it. I get it. It was our normal world. I yeah. was never. I, the universe was waiting, you know, for the right time yeah. for me. And and it's a beautiful journey. I mean, we're keep, all students. Keep going. Okay. On. So I'm, I'm like reading this chapter and I'm like, oh my gosh, fluoride. I call up my best friend from dental school who's brilliant. We studied together and I'm like, hey, there's something up with fluoride. And she's just like, eh, like, just like, wait, whatever. Came back around again and I really started diving in and I found the Fluoride Action Network, which is an incredible site. Fluoride, you better go to fluoridealert.org because if you go to fluoridealert.com, guess who bought up that website? Monsanto. ADA. ADA. <laughs> nice move. They're really good. Yeah, they're good. That's so good. Fluoridealert.org. It's always the org. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh boy, here we go. So FloridaAlert.org and I was obsessed. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, it is it's exactly what I would have wanted a to do. But this website, yeah. it's just got all the resources. It's so well organized. Yeah. I'm like, this is what a scientist needed to log in and say, so I can send any doctor there and be like, hey, if you really if you're open to learning, look at all the papers right. talking about, yeah. Thyroid issues, ADHD, cancers, all of it, all the stats are right there. Yeah. And it's just being dismissed yeah. on a large scale. But th this team is still working hard. And I called them up and I was like, hey, I want to work with you guys. And th they literally were like, you're a UCLA professor and you want to work with the Fluoride Action Network. And I'm like, yes, did I miss it? Did we already shut down fluoride? <laughs> and they were looking at me like, wow, like welcome to the party. Amazing. And they, it was amazing. And Michael Connor and his dad have worked so hard at helping the environment and doing so many things. And they're fighting. They're fighting the EPA. They just had a big court case in California this uh, this year. And they're fighting the EPA to get get fluoride out of our water. Hallelujah. I mean, and what most people, I really am excited to talk about this. Most people, including dentists, and when I mean most, I mean no one. No one knows this. Do you know where the fluoride do you know where it comes from? The it's fluoride mined, that's added right? to the water. It's, yeah, it's yeah. from the it's from the phosphate fertilizer yeah. companies. Mm -hmm. It's hydrofluorosilicic acid. It's a byproduct. It's a, well, from, that's the nice way to put it. Yeah. It's a waste product. waste product. It's a waste product that they're not allowed to dispose of because yeah. when they were disposing of it, everything around the plants was dying. Yeah. So they had to start figuring out what to do with their waste. So they said, "Oh, perfect. We're going to bottle it." We're going to show that fluoride's great for your teeth. So we're going to bottle this acidic, nasty form of it, and we're going to sell it back to the counties. So just like everything else, our tax dollars are paying to, to poison us. And it's just insanity. It's the m biggest level of insanity. And it's very typical 
of I, the system. I think it's the biggest. It's yeah. our water. Yeah, it's we our are seventy percent water. Yeah. And so when I got so passionate about this, I mean, I was losing friends because I was on a rampage. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck fluoride!" Like Hallelujah. we, ha- like it was so insane. But it was my huge stepping stone, a big step up into the integrative and holistic world. And from there, it brought me into ozone and oxygen therapy, laser therapy, platelet-rich fibrin becoming a naturopath and now all of it thank just, god for fluoride thank god for it yeah, right? in terms of the destiny right yeah fluoride was the rabbit and right it's gonna and be, i think it it's gonna the be the end too like yeah. i see my life cycle and i see me being able to come back to this and this being one of the things before i die that i want to i want to stop in the united states and the world yeah and so many countries are already ahead of us so we we can do this we just have to wake the fuck up this is very typical of a system. And again, I don't want to get into the us versus them, mm-hmm. us versus shadow. It's just, this is corporatocracy. This is business Ackerman 101 in, in, in the United States and in a lot of international, you know, Western philosophy countries is that they'll use science against us, mm-hmm. right? And they'll only give you one angle yeah. of that science yeah. without giving you the actual multitude dynamics exactly. of what the scientific method is, mm-hmm. right? And it's just giving you one <laughs> perspective of the experiment. Yeah. And that is very, very dangerous because our world is so dynamic. It's not one dimensional. It's Mm -hmm. not allopathic by any means. Mm -hmm. It's a combination and a plethora of so many different living ecosystems within us. And something like a waste product like fluoride, which literally detonates the cell's ability to know who it is. It shuts down the communication. It's the opposite of magnesium. If you know how magnesium works, magnesium is a coenzyme cofactor in the fourth most abundant mineral in the body and it allows our cells to communicate. Mm-hmm. Fluoride does the opposite of that. Yeah. It's it, you said it's from a phosphate. Mm-hmm. It shuts down the the body's ability to remember itself and to communicate. And then from there, you have every you know system in the body starting to fail. And it starts pituitary, hypothalamus, yep. thyroid, all of those things. And it mimics iodine. That's it mimics iodine. Think crazy. think how think how diabolic that is. Right. That's freaking crazy. You know, and, and you know what, what how they, they per, um, perpetrated this is that micro amounts of naturally forming organic fluoride. It's totally fine. Yeah. I, drink, I drink that in certain springs, yeah. but we're not talking about that. <laughs> right. That's so true. And it's like some of the stats that they put out there, they they say that, you know, having fluoride in your water prevents cavities. And when you actually I have these scientists actually looked at the raw data and said 0.25 percent of one tooth. 0.25% of one tooth surface. I'm sorry. It's like in your whole mouth. It's like, you know what? I'll take the risk, please. Point two? Like, let me Did you say point two? 0.25% of one surface. Every tooth has multiple surfaces. And so there, it's- The I mean, audacity. You should- I the mean, audacity. I could, we could talk about this for hours. I was on a journey with it. And so thank God for it. We'll see what happens. But I mean, I am, I'm still supporting the Florida a- Action Network. They're doing their thing. And we're going to get there. We're going to get some some clean water. And of course, that's just one of the contaminants in our water that we're dealing with. And, so and this, you got to just make sure you're taking care of yourself and getting your water from the right source. Aho, uh, oh, 100%. Water is life. Everything in this w- reality revolves around you know, hydrogen and oxygen and how those two pair up. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about our water supply. We're talking about what people shower in and what people, and and this is a big deal for me. I've been hunting springs my entire life. You know, water is just probably like one of the last resources right now that all the big corporate companies and even overseas, um, you know, entities are trying to like, you know, take over. This water is in our municipal supply meaning people are bathing in it, children are bathing in it, 
not only is it absorbing in their skin, but they're breathing it in through vapors, yeah. right? So fluoride, chlorine, chloramide, trihalomethanes, things that attach to organic compounds and turn to carcinogenic compounds. These things are breathed in. People are taking hot showers. Think, think about the Just, think about the infants that are getting bottle fed. I mean, oh. the, the, the pr it's like the ratios of these chemicals that are getting, are, they're not allowed. It is beyond. It's beyond what is even said safe by, you know, by the FDA. And yeah. It's like, what's happening? Yeah. There's no regulation of it or information on it. And some of the some of the water bottles for kids, it literally says with added fluoride. Yeah, children. They're, and, go, and they're going after. The, they're going still, after the children. Yeah, they're going pediatricians children. are still yeah. still prescribing yeah. fluoride tabs to swallow when we know for a fact that it actually does not help by ingesting fluoride. Right. It actually makes your teeth weaker. It causes hypomineralization or fluorosis. Fluorosis. And uh, what we thought. Um, as we, I mean, the American Dental Association, dentists overall, what we were told is that 10% of kids will develop fluorosis and it's just a side effect. Well, actually, almost 60% of kids now have fluorosis. All of these kids have some signs of mild to moderate fluorosis. What are and, some and, of those and symptoms? That's, and that's just the window. That's the window to the rest of our body. Yeah. Whatever's happening to your teeth is happening to your bones. For sure. So if your teeth are getting hypomineralized, what's happening to your bones. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. It's on another level. Your homeostasis is off, your pH is off, mm -hmm. your kidneys are probably like yep. going rampart, trying to you know create a calcium balance, mm -hmm. your sodium pump, all those things. And then you have the, the fluoride stare. Of course. Right, yeah. that's a whole, that's like well, a- Because one of yeah. the, the place in the body that it actually calcifies the most is your pineal gland. Absolutely, <laughs> which is really like our creative center to so many worlds. Yeah, you know, I don't believe in outer space per se, but I believe in interdimensional realities mm -hmm. and our ability to go into those parallels. And, you know, if we're unconductive because we have weird metals and weird particulates in our body, yeah. we're not able to transcend into those areas. Yeah. Okay, so so that that's our fluoride conversation. We'll probably have Val back on to get really into the depths of fluoride and what you can do about it. Um, it's really hard to filter fluoride out of water. Yeah, you know? it's very hard. Your yeah. Brita is definitely not doing it. No, 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 no. Even like <laughs> seven stage water systems that I've worked with, you can't really get the fluoride out. Mm -hmm. You can get the chlorine out. You can get a lot of the particulates. You can get some of the, um, you know, some of the pesticides, herbicides, larvicides, some of the, those things. But fluoride's a difficult yeah. one. You and know? we're adding it. It's like the only yeah. thing that we're adding to our water for, Copious med for medical purposes. And it's like, why are we getting mass prescribed yeah. something when I don't want this drug? This is this is yeah. outrageous. Okay, so so then you have the aha moment. Fluoride snapped you out of your fluoride stare. You, <laughs> you probably had the fluoride stare a little bit. It's no, kind of funny no offense. End, yeah. You're probably using your was it Crest toothpaste? You Definitely. Know, you know it's interesting. It's I, more of a Colgate girl. You know. <laughs> I I grew up around dentistry. My my father was a controller. You were a Colgate girl. There you go. My my father was a controller of a dental practice. Um, six of them down in San Diego. So I was around dentistry, and it was all just. You know, it's kind of barbaric. You know, mm -hmm. I remember looking and seeing what the stuff they were doing over there, and I never really resonated with any of that. And and he he didn't either. But it was just you know one of those things. You don't know any better, mm -hmm. right? So, what? How did you go from you know learning about fluoride to then all of a sudden I'm going to really research is what I'm doing right in terms of root exactly. canals? Yeah, I mean. I'm an extreme person. Like when I go in, you I, extreme? I, no, I've got this crazy Aquarius web around me. We've been in the desert together doing crazy <laughs> things. So yeah, it's um, it's really, 
it's really a journey and I'm just honored to be on it. And yes, of course, it it pulled the rug out from under me. I'm like, okay, if fluoride, which is like pretty much like a main cornerstone of dentistry in America, if that's a lie, then what else is a lie? And so, and I'm, you know, I am definitely one to say everything is possible. And so when I hear all these different theories on what's happening in the world, I'm like, you know what? Heard that possibility, like, using discernment but open to like most possibilities because right it anything's possible in this, this crazy, is so crazy universe key. yeah someone with your background that can have the ability to unhook that cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. of just like no no there's no way so you had to unlearn a little bit yeah. and you had to just kind of get into a groove yeah and it was all me and all natural really yeah. i just i dove Amazing. in and f- because of my science mind and I dove into the research, like I read books that talked about like court cases and reports where they were trying to talk about lowering fluoride in the water. And then they ended up doing it five or six years ago. If you know, right when I was, I was like, oh, they just cut it from 0.14 down to 0.7 is actually allowed in the water. So Hmm. I really have that analytical mind and was doing my, you know, my due diligence with all of this. And so questioning and then next thing you know i'm at a i'm at a dinner party with a periodontist and a dentist and i'm going on my fluoride reel and they said wow you would really be interested in in ozone therapy and so i went up and um, some mad scientists taught me about ozone uh, therapy and i went and got my my first device and i just dove in and started practicing it really shortly after i got my first laser and within a few months I was like teaching for the laser company because they needed an endodontist to to teach how to do root canal therapy with this. And I'm just learning, but I happen to learn from the creators and inventors of the technology. I mean, the universe has been very, very generous with the people that have been brought into my life. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm honored and I'm here to do the good work. And so it's been a build since then it's been about six years and you know now i have three lasers and you know i have got all of these other things and the frequency specific microcurrent mm-hmm. and these things that are tapping back into our body's natural resonance and electrical signaling and when you use things like microcurrent it taps into the body and it actually changes the receptors on the cells which then leads to dna expression changes and then leads to structural changes and functional changes and so all of these things start start to shift and and it's about integrating all these pieces and I I knew that but the craziest part is it takes a lot of time to learn like and become a master and an expert in these things which I'm just a student on my journey and there's so many things that I'm tying in daily and constantly just learning as much as I can but seeing how powerful it is and helping so many people Mm. and it's all about the combinations for me it's like I don't have time I don't have time to do a research paper to compare this modality and this. I'm like, you know what? We're doing, these are both beneficial. They're synergistic. We're going to do them both. Why would I deprive anyone? And so I, as we're talking about healing right now, right? Yes. But in order to prove that these work, you've got to have the research. And it's like, it just, there's no time for that. It's such a mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not, we need to heal. You're looking at a human soul. Yeah. Who's coming to you for help. Yes. Right. And, Modern dentistry has been what? Yank something out, stop the pain, Mm -hmm. maybe some cosmetics. Mm -hmm. That's really what modern dentistry. And I compare what you're doing with like an ancient Ayurvedic master, Mm -hmm. right? That understands subtle energies and that understands herbal, crystal healing, 
light technology, mm -hmm. energy, grounding, all those things to supply and to nourish. Because not only do you want to remove the damage that has been done, yeah. you want to invigorate yeah. the body's autonomic immune system to turn back on yes. and to reform and to recreate and to create more conductivity. Mm -hmm. I think this is a good segue into what's really the mouth is. Mm -hmm. And maybe you want to talk a little bit about what are our teeth? What are they connected to energetically? What are the circuitry? The, the Taoists, the, the ancient Chinese primordial energy healers, they believe that every tooth is connected to an organ, just like your wisdom teeth, mm -hmm. the meridians go down to your, um, to your heart. What's your take on all that? Well, a, a lot of that research was actually started by Vol, so electrical ac acupuncture by Vol. He went around the body and was able to connect teeth with different meridians. Um, so pretty phenomenal. And like just the other day, I had a patient come in. She's like, I have these three issues. And she had one infection on one of her teeth. And literally on that, meri on that meridian were, was every single issue that she had. And I was like, wow, it it sometimes is that profound when you see these connections. Um, it's it's incredible. They're all related. Everything in your, you know, what's going on on your toe yeah. is related to your ear. And that's through fascia. Yeah. So yeah. Fa fascia connects every single part of our body, every tissue of our body. And the fascia system goes up. And I believe that's really how what where the meridian channel is traveling. Interesting. You know, I'm, I'm not an expert in Chinese medicine, but I am starting to study it with yeah. an acupuncturist who, by the way, we made a special custom blend of herbs for you. So I'll oh, give cool. you after. Um, but yeah, she's amazing. And so she we're we're actually on a on a mission to create a course to teach dentistry to acupuncturists and vice versa. Cause she said actually the teeth, there's a missing component as far as what acupuncturists know and understand. It it's a little bit it I think from like a Western mind, we we don't really understand their perspective of it, but she's like kidneys, teeth, and bone. She's like tonify kidneys to help your teeth and bone. That's what they're thinking of a lot yeah. of the times. And so, um, it's, a, it's going to be a very exciting thing sense. that we're doing. Yeah. And we're going to do some research and she's going to be able to feel the energies and we're going to confirm these meridian charts and go back and do some testing with some equipment she has. So it'll be really cool to be able to put that together, teach dentists how to do that, and then some acupuncture points and things that we can help and support our patients with. Because even just even just connecting with your patient emotionally and calming their, their autonomics and yeah. driving them into that parasympathetic sympathetic so state heal. because when patients come in and they're laying in the dental chair i mean yeah they're not it's, stoked it's traumatizing yeah of course uh, just a patient today was just she had dealt with so much trauma with this tooth and i just sat with her and i said let's let it all go right now cry it out mm. and you know a, a lot of dentists may just rush through it or be like oh you're fine don't worry and just make them swallow that feeling mm. and i guided her to release it and it's a huge part of the healing process that's really beautiful val and that's so that's hard for probably some people to grasp that that opportunity is there for them, you know, yeah. where they're just having to swallow that pain. Yeah. And that pain then manifests into something else. Yeah. Right. Those meridian lines. You yeah. Know, we're electrical. It, yep. You know, it, exactly. we have chemical reactions based on an electrical system. Mm -hmm. We always said that healing is an electrical solution. Yeah. So people that are listening to this right now, because after I got my cavitation surgeries, mm -hmm. it just became this huge thing. I'm yeah. talking, we're in now and the hundreds of thousands of people now are reaching out. It's 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 spread out mm -hmm. and a lot of people are suffering out there. Yeah. And some of the main questions I get it, 
I got a root canal. I have three root canals. Mm. I have five root canals. I got to get this tooth yanked. I have this serious cavity, in it, but I'm supposed to get a root canal. All, all these different things. What do you say to them? What What would be a general thing that we can say to people right now that are listening? And we're going to go deeper and deeper probably on the next podcast. Mm. But what should they do? Because the only thing I can tell them is that before you do anything, make sure you talk to someone who knows a thing or two <laughs> outside of just the standard operating procedures. Yeah, absolutely. Get some advice. Absolutely. What's what's your best advice? Well, I think the, the, the key is, number one, it starts with your home care. You've got to be impeccable with your home care. And my term is uh, brush with intention. Mm. Really take your time. Love on every single tooth, 360 degrees around it. And I think this is what I see. A lot of yeah. this. And you're you're not really giving respect to all of the surfaces and they deserve to be clean. I remember when I used to brush my teeth when I was a kid and I'd do that and I'd literally hear the squeaky clean, like Yeah, I remember that <laughs> yeah, squeak. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if they can pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think it's important to to really just start starts at home. Starts with your diet and all of the things that, you know, that's a whole nother, sure. a whole yeah. nother se session as well. Um, but if you've had root canal treatments or if you've just had a lot of dentistry, if you have crowns in your mouth or fillings, amalgam fillings, any fillings, you want to get a 3D cone beam scan. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and you want to get one and then you, you need to make sure that that person actually can read it. Yeah. That's so, you know, and, um, important. there's companies that actually will do radiographic interpretations like beam readers. So we work with a company called beam readers and we immediately, when we take a scan, we send it off. And so a radiologist that that's all they do is look at scans and look for pathology. will give you a written report of it. So that's one thing you can request. Hey, I want a radiographic interpretation because a lot of dentists are just taking them. They're just looking quickly for what they, what they want to see. And then it gets shuffled away, you know, yeah. and some, some may be excellent and thorough, but, but in general, you know, dentists are people too. They've got a busy day. There's a ton of patients coming in. They're quickly scanning and looking for, and things can get missed. So you get a radiographic interpretation. Okay. So that's yep. step two. So cone beam scan, which I, which I got, if you guys remember, I got the cone beam scan. This is right before I had my cavitation surgery and through the cone beam, they were able to determine that there was some infections yeah. under where my uh, wisdom teeth had been pulled. Okay, keep going. Then yes. you get them. Then you get it read. So then, did you say multiple people have them read it, or have one person? Well, read you definitely it? need a radio radiographic interpretation, which is very neutral because that person has nothing to do with the treatment plan that's being offered. Got it. Okay, yeah. so there's no skin in the game for that person. Yeah, there's no skin. They're just letting. You what know are they looking on. for? They're looking for. Um, like color density you can specify what yeah. you want them to look for so they can take extra care if you do have a special area of concern um, but generally they're looking for um, either radio lucencies or radio passes radio opacity so either extra dark areas where there shouldn't be in the image or extra light areas where there shouldn't be in the image so different things the light could be mucus in the sinus and that could be from an infected tooth you know or yeah. you know allergies to dairy there's a lot of different factors but what you do is you take all the information then you do your clinical exam and you put it all together and you figure out what the heck's going on Got it. and so you need to go to someone who knows what they're doing if you're going to see a specialist you can find a board certified specialist that's someone that 
that, like me, did tons of studying and case presentations to present in front of a board. And it's not easy. I mean, it's 90 minutes of being drilled about so many different questions in your field and having to have research articles and papers to back up every single statement that you're saying. Now, that's, you know, that's the allopathic route, but it at least shows, hey, they care enough to go through this educational process. Yeah. So that's that's great. And then um Anyone in my book that's using like the gentle wave uh, device or the Fotona laser, they are at least forward thinking enough where they're like, you know what, this machine is going to cost me a lot of money, but it's worth it because it's going to make my patient care better. Wow. So someone who made that investment, because most dentists will just have the basics and they can make plenty of money and help plenty of people. It to the best of their ability by just having the basics. But they don't have the tools. But to they go don't have and, the yeah, advanced tools to right. really take it to the next level yeah. and optimal health. Right, like we're right. really going for optimal. We're not going for just like, this is going to get you by for a couple of years. Yep. We want to do things that last yep. and that are healthy for the body. Right. So um, so those are the the key things as far as looking at infections in the jaw. That That's where I would start if I, you know, also, if you need to find a holistic or integrative practitioner, another place to start would be IAOMT. Okay, IAOMT and .org, I believe. IAOMT.org. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so basically you can go there and you can find a lot of dentists who are super forward thinking. A lot of them have the CT scans, the lasers and all of the things. Um, but a lot of them, like a lot of the holistic uh, whole realm is very one-sided about certain things. So you have to you have to find the practitioner that you resonate with and that I think takes a balanced a balanced approach that is very specific and customized to you as a human. Right. Um so you get they got to use some intuition on this. Yes. So you know, do a little bit of research. Listening to this podcast obviously puts you in a nice position. Mhm. There's a lot of information out there where people can learn about what root canals truly are, mm -hmm. you know, how to go about, you know, creating homeostasis in the mouth. Start getting that kind of frequency into your body. Most people listening to this also, they're in our field for the most part. Yeah. They get yeah. things on a holistic level. Yeah. So that means when you make a decision on a dentist, you know, apply that discernment. Yes. You know, you feel into what they're offering, mm -hmm. the technologies they're using, mm -hmm. and what their philosophy is. Yeah. Right. Philosophy is key, right? Absolutely. And I yeah. think just saying, hey, what are my what are my other options? Yeah. What's option what's treatment plan one, two, three? You know, and really yeah. and start to learn about those. And I always encourage patients to get second opinions. Yeah. So find someone else, run the treatment plan, you know, get their treatment plan. Then say, question, why do you think they recommended this, this, and this? Like, I just would straight up want to know if I was a patient. Like, you, there's such a, a, a big gap in what patients know. So they go in and they trust. And not that that person has any, you know, malicious intent, but maybe that's just not the right or the best person for to do this treatment on right. you. And so you have to educate yourself and it takes time and it takes energy in order to do that. And it takes a balanced emotional capacity. Absolutely. You know? and, and that's difficult here because when it comes to your mouth, it's so close to your brain and it's connected directly to your gut, Yeah. right? So you're literally like pin pinging off all emotional centers. And anytime you have a problem in your mouth, you go from like zero to 60 pretty fast. I mean, I've been having, you know, some toothaches over the last two, three weeks since my cavitation surgery, mm -hmm. we replaced uh, two crowns mm -hmm. 
that we had no idea there was any metal in there yeah. and there was a little bit of amalgam left anyways so my nerves are a little bit irritated right now and i mean that on you know literally and figuratively <laughs> yeah. and it's it's been <laughs> it's been di difficult because i'm you know i'm working 12 13 14 hours a day mm -hmm. i'm researching nonstop. Mm -hmm. i've i've you know my schedule's kind of hectic mm -hmm. and with my mouth in this position after surgery oh. after flying yeah. on a plane doing all this stuff it's just been uh, kind of emotional and yeah. this has been a really big practice for me I've been catching myself like breathing into this experience. So if you have, if you're dealing with oral issues right now, you know, it, it's going to create an em emotional response. Let the, don't let that guide you down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly what you just said is perfect. You know, mm -hmm. get some options, yeah. breathe into it. You're, you have some time, yeah. you know? And here's some questions. Here are some things that I was just thinking about when I was driving here. Like, what are some things that we do that I think are so important and why am I doing them for every patient that comes into to our office or at least we offer it? Not everyone wants to do everything and that's totally fine. We just educate and, and offer a service. So one of the things like when you go in and you do your new patient exam, I mean, they should be taking photos and, and really spending time looking at your mouth. Uh, my dentist who's in Portland, Dr. Dr. Jay Levy, he literally showed me how to brush my teeth six, six years ago. He was actually the guy when I reached out to Florida Action Network and said, I need a dentist to talk to about this. They said, call Jay Levy. He's a nerd scientist and pretty much stopped water fluoridation in Portland. He oh, was wow. one of the key players in that. And so I went to him and he's showing me how to brush my teeth. And now I show my patients because I, I was like, Jay, I know how to brush my teeth. But he was like doing it for me. And I was like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, and then it you just, got it. It clicked because I was like, yeah. I actually need to show my patients how to brush their teeth because this isn't doing it. And we the the key, I think, to keep in mind is when you're brushing is that tooth gum interface. There's a little tiny flap there. And when you go and get your teeth clean and your hygienist is poking that uncomfortable poke and she's saying two, three, four, she's measuring the depth of that little pocket. And you don't want it to be deep because that means there's inflammation right. there. So you want tight pockets, man. Yeah. You want tight pockets in this sense. And it's proper like, brushing. It's like going to the gym. Yeah. You're yeah. working your gums out. It should be a little uncomfortable if you have any inflammation. If you see bleeding, that doesn't mean stop. That means go harder yeah. and brush your teeth properly until and keep doing that on a day-to-day -day basis multiple times a day until your gums don't bleed anymore and they're tight and they're pink and they look like they've been to the gym i mean that that's how your gums should be and so a dentist should sit and and review that with you or their hygiene team should and just make sure you're flossing so ask them hey can you just show me how to do this because please don't take for granted that just because you've been doing it for your whole life you're doing it right because there's a good chance that you may not be just like you know, me in dentistry thinking I'm doing all the right things and then completely flipping it. So that's critical. Another thing we offer are like biocompatibility testing to make sure materials that are going to be placed in your teeth that you're going to be chewing on and swallowing ions that are being released from these materials every single day and all of your oral fluids are just constantly reacting with these materials is it compatible with right. you right <laughs> yeah uh, is it actually creating a hypersensitivity reaction mm -hmm. or do you have antigens already to this material where it's not the ideal choice for you and one there may be another option that's very similar that actually you don't react to so right. why not go with that so getting that information and that takes a blood test there's also oral um dna tests that you can actually just spit and you can get dna analysis 
analysis that shows how prone you are to inflammation. Um, and that can go back and give you a little bit more information about your uh, cardiovascular health as well and what you may be prone to and things to look out for. So a lot of information can be gathered from the mouth and what type of bacteria are in your mouth. You know, are you prone to having periodontal or uh, disease or gingivitis or or ca or cavities. And so we can distinguish that by what type of bacteria are in your mouth. So these are all tests that you can do to start off with. Another thing is um, that we do is for our anesthetic, most people use an anesthetic that has to get um, biotransformed in the liver, like most chemicals that we take in. I use an anesthetic that actually gets processed in the blood. So the, it's in the plasma, boom. It doesn't have to go through the liver. Only like less than 10% of it has to go through the liver. So it's much easier on my patients. And it has a, a very small amount of epinephrine. So I'm not hyping up their sympathetic nervous system before I'm about to work on them. Oh, that's fascinating. So, this, so you're this, giving it a little kickstart yeah, so, so it doesn't flood? Exactly. So huh. this anesthetic is called Articane is the generic name for it. And it's, it's very incredible. I use it for every single thing I do. Then just to make that even more effective, we add sodium bicarb to it which um, helps decrease the acidity mm -hmm. and it helps it work a lot faster too. So it's more gentle on the tissues, all of the good things. Then when we go into work, we're going to use a dental dam. I think it should be used for pretty much every procedure. There's some things that you may not be able to use it for. If you're, you know, finessing a crown prep, a dental dam is not going to make sense for you. But any filling procedure, definitely anything involving the nerve, root canal treatments, any of that, if there's not a dental dam on your face, you need to run for the door because that's keeping the saliva and all of that whole family of micro, you know, biome that's going on in your mouth. It's keeping that out of the inner layers of your tooth right before you seal it. This is unbelievable. So these are like some of the key things yeah. that it's like, these are the things These are foundational. These are foundational, yeah. but it's hard to find, I think. Yeah. It's hard to find, but yeah. there are those practitioners. IOMT is a great resource, and I, I think that a lot of them are doing these, these type of things. I think the whole dental industry needs to wake the fake up. I think so, too. Yeah, I mean, just for <laughs> the longevity of the actual system, yeah. because at some point the system will collapse you know and it almost seems to be collapsing well what collapses right is people's bites yeah <laughs> i mean yeah it, it's like we're paying for it what's new yeah so people's bites are collapsing they're wearing down their teeth and literally the vertical dimension of their face just starts getting smaller because their teeth are getting smaller yeah and then what happens your airway starts to get smaller yep and then your posture goes forward because the only way that you can comfortably put your teeth together is if you lean forward so your lower jaw comes forward a little bit so there's so many things that happen from our bite because we swallow 2,000 times a day. And in order to create a seal and swallow, you have to create a seal. Yeah. You ha have to lock the teeth together. You have to close your lips. And if you can't do that why, by just putting your teeth together, like me, you stick your tongue out like that. And then you can't, that's the only way I can get a good seal. Yeah. So that's why I'm seeing, you know, some amazing dentists to help. I'm an Invisalign. I may have to do some surgery to get my teeth into the right position so I can breathe better. Right. Yeah. And, and these things, you know, we, we take it for granted. We don't realize how important they are and how much of an effect they have on our everyday life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with it right now myself. You recommended me to a colleague and that was, it's just been, you know, so eye-opening for me in terms of my breath, in terms of how I breathe. And we know about functional movement. We know about functional medicine, but just functional, like, you know, facial sutures and the way the bone structures work and all of these different things, which can have paramount, you know, repercussions 
if they're not taken care of from all kinds of stuff, from stroke to heart disease to cancers. Absolutely. If you're not breathing right at night and you're grinding your teeth, there could be so many things going on and you you might be miserable and you think your baseline is okay. You think you're, you're just, you know, you're, you think you feel good because you're not dying. Yeah. When you have no idea, incredibly adapted because we to adapt to that. Yeah, no, we adapt to our environment, <laughs> but the whole time our baseline could be it's a like, thousand yeah, leagues above. There, I mean, I when he when I learned how much I'm not breathing, I was like, wow, yeah. this is going to be amazing when I'm breathing better. Yeah, and and that ties into the importance of saving teeth and like this whole interconnected system. I mean, our teeth on the outside have these ligaments on them, and that's part of the fascia of our body, and that's connected, and and our it helps our brain know how to swallow, how to move, so. When you start removing teeth haphazardly, you start to affect the entire structure of the head and neck and the entire body. Everything starts to resorb and regenerate and the face starts to collapse in. And there's actually studies that show the more teeth you're missing, the the smaller your airway because everything's just collapsing in. But it's all about the balance and it's all about making sure you, you're getting properly diagnosed and you're getting the proper treatment because there is this crazy connection with, with, our, with our heart. There's actually a study that was looking at um, 100 patients that had that had heart attacks, okay? And they had to undergo surgery. So what they did was they searched and they found the the plaque that created the problem. They took it out and they started evaluating it and they looked for bacteria. And what they, what they found is about 80% of those plaques had bacteria that were like streptococcus in nature, which is pretty much endodontic bacteria. Yep. Bacteria that get in your mouth that cause in cavities and root canal infections. 80% right. of the plaques had this type of bacteria in yep. there. Then when they, um, they, they looked at the dental health of these patients, and what they found was that 66% uh, of these patients had, um, had uh, dental infections. So silent hidden infections in the jaw that they didn't even know about. 50% of the patients had root canal treatments. And out of those root canal treatments, 33% uh, of those had infections. And, wow. and this was just using two-dimensional imaging. Wow. And by the way, when you compare 2D and 3D and actually being able to diagnose when there's infection, it's like it's like two or threefold more accurate to look at a 3D. So those, Meaning that those, most of those patients those probably had infections. They're not exactly accurate, but they're still pretty profound. Th yeah. I mean, out of this group of patients in average age 60, it's like most of them had, almost all of them had fillings, multiple yeah. fillings. A lot, a good majority of them had, you know, infections in their jaw and, and root canal infections. So right. it's like, it's all around us. And so I think most people, I think a lot of people have had a root canal treatment yeah. In, yeah. Their, in their life. And I think it's really important to see an endodontist that's using like the gentle wave and, and going in and, and making sure that everything looks good. And I asked them, this is what I like to say to you as well, because there is a lot of teeth that I see in a CT scan that don't show a bone infection. Okay. But either I can see from the anatomy and the way it was treated that it wasn't done properly, but there's no infection. So what worries me is that even when you go and see that endodontist, Okay, that uses the gentle wave and is like more of the advanced guy. When they see these, they'll look at you and they'll say, you know what? It's not showing an infection. I wouldn't do anything about it. 
And these patients come to see me and I was like, I will definitely do something about it. And I'm going to take pictures and show you the nasty stuff that's inside of this tooth. What? what so, so what are they missing? They're just not going deep enough? They're they're just evaluating an, an x-ray image, even a 3D. But sometimes the bacteria, for whatever reason, it doesn't cause the reaction in the body to create bone resorption. Okay. But it's doing something else sure. somewhere downstream. A good percentage of the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. mean- and so I only see this because my patients are forward thinking, health conscious, and they're flying in because they have eight root canal treated teeth. They don't want to pull them out and they want to have them redone. And so I go in and I'm taking pictures and sometimes they're like, I'm like, there's no infection here. I just have to let you know, officially your diagnosis is normal, but this is what I see. I go in, it's disgusting. So, okay. So this is the mindset. So, you know, there's a, there's two patients. One patient wants to know there's something wrong mm -hmm. another patient doesn't want to. Yeah. Right. So exactly. if you're listening to this, like for example, I had no pain in where my wisdom teeth were. Mm -hmm. I got them yanked when I was 22, you know, and I intuitively felt there was something wrong. I wanted to go in there. I wanted to go and find the into the depths of it. Yeah. Right. It wasn't something that I wanted to keep putting under the rug. As soon as I yeah. learned about it, I was all in. So you got to ask yourself, are you all in, yeah, you know, Does, yeah. is your oral health, which applies to all of your health mean something to you? Because you might be doing liver flushes once a week, coffee mm -hmm. enemas, you might be vegan, you might be detoxing, mm -hmm. you might be doing all those things, but the whole time you're mainlining a big toxic spell directly into your gut, into your bloodstream, into your heart valves. Swallowing 2000 times a day, endotoxins yep. and all the things. Hitting into your leaky brain. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I've, I've it been, is so crazy. I've been reading some of the clinicals on that, and I'm just, I'm, I'm floored. Th this mm -hmm. is a revolution. Yeah, you know, it's a big deal. So I want to keep having you on here. Um, you know, we have some cool things in the works. So if you're listening to this, Dr. Val and I and our team and everybody with our organizations, we're we're figuring out how to come together and how to you know create balance in the very, very unstable world right mm -hmm. now. And, you know, we have all this stuff with the, you know, pandemic and all these things. Everyone's worried about X, Y, Z when the whole time, you know, they could be having, a, you know, a big old heavy piano in their mouth about to fall on them, if not already <laughs> fell on them. That's how I look at it. It's like, it's insanity. Yeah, it really, yeah. I mean, thank you for putting it like that. And that, when I was driving down, I was actually, something brought me back because I was thinking about when I'm teaching and some of the patients that are just kind of in the normal dental practice. And I was like, wow, gosh, it, it's so easy for them because they just come in, oh, you need this, doing it, and then out the door. And I'm like, yeah. I, I actually, I was having a hard time visualizing myself even being able to help a patient like that because not being able to make that connection of like, we are on this healing journey together. Like, I am here with you. If, if they're not there, it's like, forget how about can it. I, I have so it's education. To match. It's an educational yeah. process. People need to wake the fake up yeah. and they need to learn about how these things work. Mm -hmm. So these conversations need to continue to happen. Yeah. Right. That's how we can have an effective strategy for people taking their life into their own yes. hands where they demand it. And yeah. then ultimately maybe insurance companies or all these things start to kick in. Who knows? And so what I would do is I would review your CT scan with your endodontist with your 
with your interpretation, read your interpretation, do your best, go in with them and say, what about this? What about this? Schedule the consultation, pay for the second consultation, go in and sit down with them and say, does this look perfect? Would you be okay with this in your mouth? Ask them these questions. Like, does this look perfect to you? And, And because if they say, well, it doesn't look perfect, but okay, I want it to look perfect. It's my mouth. Yeah. And it's it's the key to my health. Yeah. So if you're having health challenges, sit with them and ask them the hard questions. Don't just take what they say and brush through quickly for granted. And so my patients <laughs> do this, a lot of them, of course, and my assistants sometimes are like, okay, enough already. And I'm like, hey, we got to sit here and we got to go through this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll sit with you and we'll go through it until you feel like all of your questions are answered and we both feel really good about our plan. And so that's really critical. And then and, you know, making sure you go to those specialists with the advanced technology because a lot of um, a lot of holistic and integrative dentists just don't know really wholeheartedly. They don't, and they they just they don't understand what some of this technology is actually doing. Because I'm in there, I'm literally in there every day seeing what this laser technology and the gentle wave can do, and. It's a whole nother world of light and sound energy creating vibrations that can clean and heal these teeth and balance the system. And I I truly believe in my heart that if you can properly clean these teeth, it is much better to have that part of your body and that connection to your fascial system and to your brain and to all your meridian channels and to keeping these teeth in your mouth. Some of them are too far gone. You know what I mean? Some of them we have to say, you know, goodbye to, but there's so many that can be saved. And I'm here to not only help my patients and share the knowledge with all of, all of the people out there, but also to teach dentists. So if you want your dentist to learn about this, it's like, that's why I created Comprendo Academy. Mm. Please just have them go in. There's a virtual program out now. And it's like, and any healthcare practitioner can take this program. You want to learn about dentistry. You want to learn about integrative endodontics, compassionate dentistry, laser dentistry. It's all there, 12 modules, and I'm putting it all out. So no one has an excuse. Super simple. Do it from the comfort of your own home. Let's go right now. And that's just step one. I honor you to the fullest and all that information will be up, will be provided on all the links on everything from YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all of it. We'll have all that up there. People need to have access to that. And I just want to say, I I honor you and honor yourself of, you know, honor your approach to this life. There are, you know, ways to have remedies to the misfortune of your mouth right now. Mm -hmm. It's a combination Look at what foods you're eating every day. Look at how you're cleaning your mouth. Look at your approach to prebiotics and probiotics. Look at look at your cabinets right now and and just figure out like, you know, are you feeding the problem? Are you healing the problem every decision you're making? Mm -hmm. And I like to use, you know, I use ozone therapy in my house. I use hydrogen hydrogen peroxide, Mm -hmm. which is another form. I use a water pick now. I floss all the time. I'm using toothpicks all the time. <laughs> you know, there's so you many different it. things. We're, 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 we want to design different formulations too that can help encourage and create homeostasis in the mouth, which mm-hmm. is super key, yeah. just like the microbiome. And again, I just want to thank you. This, is be, this will be the first of many. There are many specific um, specially, special areas I'd like to get into with you. Yeah. And we can do that later down the road. But 
I honor you so much and I really appreciate you making time for Wake the Fake Up today. This was an awesome conversation and I'm and I'm stoked for everyone listening, yeah, you know. Absolutely. This is like, you know, this is the first step. This is the first day to the rest of your life, you know, move forward with full glory and health. And wake the fuck up. And wake the fuck up. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining Val. I love you so much. Love you too. Thank you for having me. Have the best day ever. ever. <laughs> Gratitude family for tuning in today and deep reverence to you all for dedicating your time to seeking knowledge and truth. This is what it's all about. You can find more of my podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. You can also find this on my website at wakethefakeup.com. Life is all about momentum. Please leave a review so I can hear your experiences and share with your friends, family, and 